0: we've officially entered the holiday season that means you're going to be around relatives and family members that maybe you aren't used to being around and on this video i'm going to give you guys one tool one tip on the attitude and the posture you should have while going into Engaging with extended family that maybe you're not used to talking to, maybe there's disagreement, maybe they don't know Jesus, maybe you disagree politically, maybe they are combative, maybe they're just not nice people and you get to be with them in person. This should be fun. We're going to be talking about that here. But before we do that, guys, my name is Ruslan. I have a free How to Study the Bible course in the description of this video or go to MasterMyDevo.com. It's completely free to get you more clarity get you more consistency, more context, and ultimately more application for life change in your devotional Time, So, it's that time, guys. The holidays come around. And depending on how you go into this, and I've gone into this, being around people I'm not used to being around. And I hate leaving a dinner, an opportunity with non-Christian family members, just kind of feeling like I blew it. Okay? (laughs) So, I'm going to give you guys one uh, big idea, I think, across two passages of what your heart and your temperament should be in engaging with non-Christian family members, maybe family members that are combative, maybe that drunk uncle that always makes a fuss at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. One, one verse, okay? Now, here's the deal. Sometimes we forget that... Once upon a time, we didn't know Jesus. Or once upon a time, we had some goofy ideas. Or once upon a time, we could have been toxic and combative. And we forget that. And so then we pull up to these family gatherings. And we, I don't know, come up in our, on our high horse and feel very vindicated. And just think that we have all the answers. And I want to give you guys two passages, okay? The first passage is one of my favorite passages. I was thinking about this today. And I was like, man, I haven't really sat with the book of 2 Corinthians in a while but this passage always comes to me with these types of settings okay and here is the passage all right second corinthians chapter 2 verse 15 for we this is speaking to the church are the aroma of christ to god among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one a fragrance from death To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Hmm. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity and as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak Christ. Okay, we speak Christ. That is so good. Now, the part that I want to highlight here is this, this phrasing of we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved, and to those who are perishing. Your identity as a follower of Jesus is that to many people, you are a, a Roma. You are the incense of Jesus in a way. You reflect and magnify where Jesus is to certain people. And to many people, you may be the only representative of Jesus that they will ever have the opportunity of having an encounter with. And how you represent Jesus in these settings is crucial So it's not all about you and what you feel like doing and what you want to do that, according to Corinthians as well, you are an ambassador for Christ. You are an ambassador for Christ, and you are called to represent him well, okay? So when you're around people that you're going to disagree with, don't blow your witness. Don't jump out of yourself. Don't. Do something that you are later going to regret. Don't say something. Don't 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 walk into a, a trap because you are the aroma of Christ and to one, a fragrance from death. To another, a fragrance from life to life who is sufficient for these things, okay? So here's what it's saying. To some people, that aroma is going to be, wow, this is a smell of life, the new life, okay? And to others, they're going to be hostile because your death to yourself and your past life is going to be confrontational and, and, and challenge them. Okay, so you can get this really interesting response, right? But check this out. Here, I think, is an interesting tie-in. I'm going to tie this in loosely, but I think it applies, okay? And in verse 17, it says, For we are not like many peddlers of God's word, okay? So a lot of the issues they were dealing with is there were people who were peddling God's word. They were taking advantage of people. They were those Christians, in their mind, okay? And he says, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. We speak in Christ. So, a lot of people have had their perception of that Christian that they've had that interaction with. A lot of people, because the word Christian has been used so flippantly, have a specific taste in their mouth about Christ, and and, and Paul is drawing this distinction that, listen, um, you are not like them. We are not like them, okay? We are not like every other Christian they've came into contact with. Why? Because we're coming from a place of sincerity. So I'm going to give you guys one more passage before we shift gears. If you're finding this valuable, make sure you smash the like button. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul writes, he says, Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Interesting that he says we work hard to persuade others. Some people pull up and it's just like, I'm I'm a Christian. I got the truth. Everybody else is a demon and I'm just going to say what I got to say and you got to deal with it. Don't have that attitude on Thanksgiving, please. Don't have that attitude around Christmas, around the holidays. Don't be that person. Paul's saying, hey, we work hard to persuade others. Persuasion is an art form. Okay. And I hope you know this too. And then verse 12, he says, are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. Is that where sincere? Again, it's interesting. Verse 13, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. Some people, man, you're going to seem crazy. If, and if it, and and if we are in our right mind, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ. Christ's love controls us since we believe that Christ died for all. We also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Verse 16. So we stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. How differently we... Uh, We know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That is going to be offensive to certain people, right? That you are a new person. Verse 18, and all of this is a gift from God. Grace, gift, there it is again. Salvation by grace through faith alone, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we say, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be be the offering for sin so that we could be right with God through Christ. That's the great exchange. But I want you guys just to pay attention to this verse. Verse 20, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Fam, there's so much more on the line this holiday season than just your ego. There's so much more on the line than you being upset about whatever happened last holiday or whatever this person posted on Facebook. You, If you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation and you are an ambassador. You are a representative you are a minister of reconciliation. You should be going here to be known by what you're for and not by what you're against. You should be going and being the most kind, the most patient, the most loving person in the room, not being a combative, toxic person. I'm, I'm telling you guys, there's a lot on the line. Don't blow it this holiday season. Don't go in there uh, making it about your ego. Don't go in there making it about your uh, agenda to try and, and, and art win every argument. Listen, if, if you could argue someone into becoming a Christian, someone else can argue them out of being a Christian that what's going to appeal to people is you actually being an ambassador and accurately and in love articulating the good news of Jesus. So there's a lot on the line uh, this holiday season, and I don't want us to blow it, okay? So hopefully that's helpful, man. Let me know what you think. Um, Let me know if you're already praying for the people you're going to be coming into contact with and and, and if you've struggled with this in the past, and hopefully these passages helped you, all right? Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce line. guys thank you so much for making it to the end of this video we have a master youtube live free three-day challenge coming up to help empower creatives pastors thought leaders who want to jump into the youtube space so make sure you hit the link in the description sign up for that and i will see you on the next video peace